0: Thank you for tuning into the New Covenant Life Christian Church podcast, where we are loving God and loving his people. It's all about him. Our focus is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ and advancing his kingdom in the earth. Now, let's join Pastor Pete Pierce for today's life-changing word.
1: Stand to your feet. Amen. Let's get into this word. What's our theme for the year? Lord, one more time, Lord. Teach me in 23. Amen. Lord, teach me in 23. We are moving from just knowing to showing, applying godly wisdom to our lives. Amen. In your Bibles, I want you to turn to John chapter 3. Amen. I'm going to try to stay stick with my notes today, so we're going to move you through this. Got a few things we want to say. Amen. And we're going to celebrate this Resurrection Sunday and let y'all go home and get that Easter meal going. Amen. John chapter 3 verse 6 through 7 is what I'm going to be reading on this morning from the King James Version. John chapter 3 verse 6 through 7. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Are you there? Amen. And it reads like this. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that's That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Somebody say, ye must be be." born again. Amen. Father, we bless you on today. We give you all the glory, we give you all the praise. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. We see you bigger than any situation, any circumstance, anything that we may be dealing with at this present time, God. We know that you are bigger than that. And today, especially, we just remember what you did on a cross called Calvary. God, you stayed there until it was finished. And because of the death, burial, resurrection of your, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we have life and life eternity. We thank you for what you did. You could have came off the cross, but you stayed there. And God, in this moment, in this season, we say thank you. Just thank you for loving us so much. What incredible love that you showed for us, that you died for us. And you were risen. You rose again on the third day. We thank you for it. Bless you, Lord Jesus. We know that in and of ourselves, we could do absolutely nothing. But with you, all things are possible. We love you so much. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God shouted, Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of our life-changing king praise Jesus. Let's go ahead and get into this word. For title today, it's going to be our title for today, or subject, it's going to be life after birth. Amen. Somebody say life Life after birth. birth. Once again, happy resurrection, happy Easter Sunday. This is one of my uh, favorite times of the year. Fanny said the same thing, and for this particular reason, that this is the the season that separates us, we as Christians, from any other religion that's out there. Right, that's right. For the very reason that our God is alive. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. He's not in the grave, you can't go and find him. You, don't have to, you didn't have to open up a cupboard this, mor- this morning and you know, brush him off or keep him clean. No, he lives on the inside of you. Right. Amen. 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 So we commemorate during this time that Jesus Christ is a risen savior. Amen, somebody. Even when we, we get together and doing the times and all the, you know, the, the bunnies and, and you know, everything that we go through. I remember, you know, growing up in, in my home church in Detroit, Michigan, Palestine Missionary Baptist Church. Amen. Love it. That's why, man. that's why I come to know the Lord there. You know, we, we had little traditional things that we did. You know them Easter suits? Amen. Y'all remember them Easter suits? Man, we used to go to a place called Robert Hall. I don't know if y'all had a Robert Hall down here, but man, they would have them out for Easter. Easter suits and the Easter egg hunts and all the different things that, different things that we would do, and it all would talk about it, commemorate this Easter season. The kids would recite the Easter speeches, y'all remember that one? I used to try to get the real short ones. You know, then all the smart kids got the long ones, you know. I was mean, giving me the little bitty short ones. But well, there's nothing wrong with all of that. Amen? amen. There's nothing wrong with all of that if it continues to point to the real reason for that particular season. Amen. amen. I'm not saying that all that stuff was bad, amen. Because we we did those different things. I was cool with my Easter suit, getting all the candy. And like last week, y'all remember last last Sunday was Palm Sunday. I couldn't wait to come in and get my little thing. You know, I didn't know what it meant back then but that's why even we're evolving we want to teach our children right if we have the palm sunday and we give them palms to understand what that palm meant what palm sunday was what the triumphal entry was it wasn't a king that was coming to rid them of roving rule it was a king coming to save their sins save them of their sins amen, amen. to deliver them from the power of death that's, right, right. Amen, amen. that's what it was for amen the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is for life, not for Easter, right? So we had, we had some traditions sometimes where the suits and all that stuff and the eggs, all that stuff was for Easter, but his death, burial, and resurrection was for life. It wasn't for us to just celebrate Easter. It was for us to have life and to have it how? More abundantly. And here's one of some of the things about, you know, even when we deal with certain things out of scripture, we always want to major on the minors. Right? We can't major on the minors. So there's some discussion sometimes about the three days. Right? Did he die on Friday? When did he die? Well Jesus said this. He said in three days, he, he mentioned it several times. In three days I'm going to rise again. Right. Amen. You can destroy this temple, but in three days I will rise it up again. And here's the truth of the matter. Now I believe, this is me, amen. Through studying the scripture and through looking at the word of God, it wasn't a Friday per se. Go ahead now. It was a Wednesday. Go ahead now. Right. right? Oh, you don't believe me. Show this script, show this slide real quick, real quick. Real quick, show show the slide on on that slide I told you about. It was a Wednesday, but I don't want you to major on the minors. But I just want to just throw this out, this little tidbit, right? So I got this little slide that talks about, I'm sorry that it's kind of hard to see. This is the only thing I could find without me trying to do it all myself, amen. Wednesday was the Passover. Actually, on Wednesday morning is when he was crucified, right? And then it went through Thursday, Friday. And then, actually, Saturday morning is when he rose. That's right. That's he, the, the stone was rolled away on Saturday. The women found him on Sunday morning. So, really, what we celebrate is an empty grave. But those are the three days that Jesus talked about. And I wish I had this clear. And if you want it, I'll send it to you where it shows you all the scriptures. But here's my point. Don't try to major on the minors. All right. All right. The truth of the fact is he died one day. I don't care what day it was, but three days later, he rose again. And then when the women showed up, wasn't nobody in the tomb. So don't you major on the minors. Hey Amen. You get people at work trying to, you know, but well, what did he do? Fry? I don't care. You tell them, I don't care. Only thing that matters to me is he died and he rose again. Come on, somebody. Say, stop measuring On the minors. Now, one of the things that Jesus did, the things that he did for us, he did them willingly. Elder Garfield prayed this morning talking about the love that he had for us, the love that he had for you and me. Right. He did it willingly. Amen. Amen. That's the thing about it it's so amazing. And he was the man, Christ Jesus. Amen. The things that he did on the earth, man, he did it as a man. The blood that he bled, the, the pain that he felt is the same kind of pain that you feel. It's the same kind of blood that you bleed. Right. He did everything on purpose because he loves you right. and he loves me. Amen. 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 What kind of love is this? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Now let's gonna recap a few things real quick. I'm going to recap a few things. I'm looking at my time. I'm all right. I'm going to recap the story just a little bit and then we're going to get into our text and show a little context of our text, and let y'all go home. Is that okay? Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. So let's talk about this. So on last week, we talked about how Jesus came in on this triumphant entry. We showed you that and talked about how the the Jewish community thought that they were, you know, ushering in the king to rid them of the Roman rule. Well, in fact, it was a king coming to save their souls. But then as soon as they found out that, that he was not this king, To rhythm of the Roman rule, they went from Hosanna, save now, to crucify him. In the matter, it's really ours. Mm -hmm. They went from save now, Hosanna, Hosanna, to crucify him. So now here we have the religious leaders, and this is in Matthew 26. The religious, the religious leaders now are talking to Jesus, and they're trying to get him to a place to, you know, confess some things so they could, 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 you, could kill him. That's what they really wanted to do. So they're talking to him. They said, you, are you the king? Are you saying you're the son of God? They're trying to coerce him. So then in Matthew chapter 26, verse 64, Jesus said to them, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall you see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. They said, Oh, we got him. We got him. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. What do you mean you're the Son of God? And here's what the church leaders did. The Bible says that they beat him. We're talking about the pastors, the elders, the leaders. They beat him, and they slapped him. And they said, listen, we got you now because that's blasphemy. Now, here's the one thing that they knew, though, that they couldn't crucify him because the Romans had to do it. So now they present him to Pilate, present him to the Roman government saying that he's a blasphemer, and he should be according to our law, and now you can crucify him. We can beat him, but you can kill him. And we want him dead. Because he said he's the son of God. Are y'all with me? Amen. Jesus stands trial before Pilate. And Pilate finds no fault, finds no reason to charge him. But then when Jesus is talking to him, he finds out that Jesus is a Galilean. He said, oh, Herod was in town. So since Herod was in town, that was Herod's region, the Galileans. He said, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send him to Herod. Herod was cool because he'd been waiting to talk to Jesus. Because he'd been hearing about all the stuff that he'd been doing, the miracles. He wanted to talk to him to, to provoke him to do a miracle. So now he stands in front of Herod. And Herod's trying to get something out of him. The Bible says he didn't say nothing to him. Nothing. He's also okay, since you ain't got nothing to say to me, I'm going to send you back to Pilate. He goes back, <laughs> he goes back to Pilate once again. Pilate said, you know what, because y'all want me to do something with this man, i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to flog him and give him back to you. They said, no, no, he's the blasphemer, don't give him back to us, crucify him, crucify him, kill him. So now Pilate says he washes his hands of it and he says, I'm going to give you what you want. The Bible talks about how they takes him and put him into a, a courtyard and there's a regiment of Roman soldiers that's there. These soldiers spit on our Lord and Savior. They got a purple robe and put on him and said, you a king? We're going to give you this because you say you a king. They took a crown of thorns and placed them on his head. They whipped him. The Bible says he had 39 lashes. Now, why is it 39? Because the Jewish tradition, if you received 40 lashes, that means you would have died. But the truth of the matter is, you know those little cute pictures that we show? That ain't what he looked like. He was beating until he could not be recognized. He was whipped, spit on. He was mocked, and he did this all because he loved you. He did this all because he loved me. Thank you. He endured it all. We're talking about our Lord and Savior. This is what happened to him. The Bible says, now it's not, it's not mentioned in any of the four Gospels, but Isaiah says that they plucked his beard out. You know, beards are the new thing now. Amen. I wore one doing COVID, but you know. Can you imagine getting your beard plucked out. The pain, the agony. I know the ladies, y'all be getting your little eyebrows plucked, right? Can you imagine your whole face? He was beaten until he couldn't be recognized. Your Lord, your Savior, this is what he did. And then as of little custom, during the Passover, you know, I, I believe, man, that I believe, and I can't prove it out of scripture per se, but I believe that Pilate, he knew, man. First of all, he knew this man was innocent. And I believe that he, he was trying to wait to release him. So he reminded them that during the Passover that the governor could release one prisoner. Uh-huh. And they said, you give us Barabbas and crucify Jesus. Crucify him, killing. Him. So they said, no, uh-uh. Don't give us Barabbas. Crucify him. So then it goes on to say they, they hung him on the cross. Well, first, before that, they took him down the, the, the Via Della Rosa, the road of suffering. And there Jesus is carrying a cross, and he gets to the place where he can no longer carry it. And then a man from Cyrene to help carry this cross, Simon from Cyrene. Now, Cyrene was a place from northern Africa. That's right, a black man came and carried the cross. Man, listen, the black people been carrying crosses for a long time. You talking about black lives matter. It mattered on that day. Help him carry the cross, and now they take him and they, they put him on a cross in between two thieves, and, and you know the story. They crucify our Lord and Savior. He got to the place where he said, "You know what? It is finished." Well, first of all, before that, he has a conversation with his father, saying, "You know, why have you forsaken me?" The thing you got to remember about what happened on the cross, the Bible says, he took all of our sicknesses, he took all of our diseases and the blood that was shed on Calvary, Calvary it covers your sins. I don't, know, I don't know if you understand what he did for us. All right. By his stripes we are healed. Yes, right? Because of his blood you are forgiven for your past sins, your present sins, the one that you did this morning, come on somebody, and the one that you're going to do next week. On the cross, the, the Lord, the, the, our Lord and Savior took all of this. Yes. He took all of it because he was the, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. that right. was a sacrificial, sacrificial system that had to be it had to be satisfied. Yes, and the Father said, the only one that can satisfy this for the world is the lamb without spot or blemish. And the man, Christ Jesus, was that lamb. Amen. And he took it all. He paid the price. Because you were ransomed. Come on now, you were ransomed. And the only price that could be paid was our Lord and Savior. He was the only one that could do it. Hallelujah. So now... They killed our Lord and Savior. He died. And, and the one thing I love, Jesus said, Listen, no man kill me, but I lay my life down. Yeah. The Bible says it wasn't that he died, it was that he gave up the ghost. Yeah. He said, It's finished. Now it's time to finish the rest of the story. Yeah. Come on, y'all think you killed me, but no, you didn't kill me. I laid my life down. Yeah. He laid his life down for us. Hallelujah. So now they placed him in the tomb, and, and it goes to the three days and the stuff that we talked about, right? So I had a chance myself to, to tra- travel to Israel, study there with other pastors for two weeks. It was incredible. And one of those other things, man, i talking about don't major on the minus. Well, they have a little discrepancy about where he, was, where, he was, you know, where he was buried. They say it was in this tomb, so we went to that tomb. They said, well, no, it was probably in this tomb. Now, I'm going to tell you, the second one was probably the one because it was, it was a borrowed tomb of, of Joseph, you know, he was a rich man. So those kind of tombs are pretty big. And, you know, it carried, it would hold more than one body. Stone was huge. That's why the stone is so important. It was, it was huge. It took, it took probably four or five men to move it. But here's what I said. Don't major on the Midas. I was in Israel myself, and Sharon the one, one grave that said that it, it, it was, probably, he was probably that, there wasn't nobody there. Mm. All right, Pastor James. The other one with the big stone, guess what? Wasn't nobody there. No. All right. No. So my point is, it don't matter. It don't matter. Yes, There's an empty grave that proves that our Savior lived. Yeah. See, because that's one, of, that's one of the reasons why the Pharisees and the Sadducees wanted to kill him. Because they knew that the Messiah would be a risen Savior. They didn't care that he raised Lazarus from the dead. They didn't care about that, but that, that teed them off. Yeah. That got the whole thing started. But what they didn't want to happen, they didn't want this risen Savior to show up. Because if he ever came back from the grave, they had no other recourse but to just, just acknowledge that that is Jesus the Messiah. That is the cross, the son of the living God. So they did everything in their power to keep that from happening. But they couldn't keep him. I can see Jesus now. How you like me now? On the other side of the grave. So now that's the whole story. Everything happened. It went to the place where our Savior died and was rose again, and there was an empty tomb. Amen. The thing that I want you and I to remember was that death was the last thing. When he rose from the dead, it was proof positive that the redemption process was finished. All right. Amen. Amen. He redeemed you. Yes. you. Amen. And the receipt was an empty tomb. When he, when he rose from the beginning, listen, what happened in the garden had to be paid for. When he rose up from Calvary, out of that tomb, it was paid in full. Somebody say paid in full. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, King James Version, real quick, it says this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who hangeth on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessings of Abraham might come up on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Right. But in order to receive this promise, we have to believe what took place on the cross. Right. We've got to believe the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the only way to do it. Amen, somebody. Amen. So now let's take a look at our text. Y'all are probably wondering, what does that have to do with this? The title of our message today is, There is Life After Birth. Mm-hmm. Now, in the natural, because of the fall of, of Adam, the first Adam, the day a baby is born on the earth, they begin to die. The day they're born, they begin to die. So unavoidably, in the natural, there is death after birth Mm -hmm. we're talking about in a natural sense Mm -hmm. there is death after birth Mm -hmm. now let's go to some context of our text John chapter 3 y'all alright I promise you just a few more minutes and we're going to get you out of here John chapter 3 I'm going to read all the way from verse 1 through 16 in the King James Version amen John chapter 3, are y'all there? It says this, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, and no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, or surely, or surely, I say unto thee, except a man be born again. Verse number seven, it says, marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Yeah. Verse eight, the wind bloweth where it listens, and thou heareth the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And verse number nine, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Aren't you a preacher? (laughs) (laughs) Verse number 11 says this, verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and ye have received not our witness. If I told you earthly things, and ye believe them not, ye should not believe if I told you of heavenly things. Verse 13, and no man hath ascended up into heaven, but he that cometh down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Verse 14, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He's talking about his crucifixion here. Verse 15, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. But have eternal life. In verse 16, the one that we all we all know this one. And you know, most of us sometimes we you know we quote John 3:16 like a nursery rhyme. It ain't no nursery rhyme. Come on, praise Jesus. You know, most of us don't even know it's attached to the Nicodemus story. Amen. He was proving a point to this man. He said, "You got to be born again." But then, listen, then he talks about you have to be born. And he said, born of the water, you have to have a natural birth. But then in order to even function or see the kingdom of God, you've got to have a spiritual birth. So you've got to be born again. then verse number 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That God given his son was Calvary. And he did all of that, come on now, he did all of that just because he loves you. Amen. But here's the revelation of a difference. You have to be born of the water, natural birth, right? But if you're never born of the spirit, when you, listen, you're going to go from birth to death. All right. All right. But when you're born again, come on somebody, right. you're going to have life yes. after birth. Life Life. after birth there's a life that the Lord Jesus Christ died to give you everything that he did on the cross wasn't for you to wear a cross come Come on somebody everything that he did on the cross was for you to have life and have it how? more abundantly abundantly. the Lord Jesus died for you to be healed he died for you to behold. Yeah, he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was laid upon him. And because of what he did before he got the Calvary, you are healed. I'm telling you, there's life after birth. And that life, he died for the common cold. He died for cancer. He died for COVID. Listen, come on now. He died for headaches. He died for migraines. I don't care what you have. He died for it. He wants you to have life after birth. We have some Christians sometimes. You know, you walk around like a zombie because you have yet to live. Man, you got to live this life in the earth worthy of the, 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 the death that he died for you. He died for you to be prosperous. And listen, prosperity doesn't mean you have to have a whole bunch of zeros. Prosperity means that you have enough for you, for your household, and to be a blessing to somebody else. Because the Abrahamic blessing says that you are blessed to be a blessing. So man, when we, we go come through this, this resurrection service in this Easter time, remember that there is life after birth. But the only way, the only way you can receive this life if you have to believe. He told Nicodemus, listen, man, you won't even understand what I'm telling you. Because in the natural, to be born of water, it ain't going to make no sense. You can't even see or enter the kingdom of God. But when you're born again, is yes. anybody in here been born again? Yes. Hallelujah. Have you been born again? And what Jesus Christ did on the cross, he redeemed you. Right? He redeemed you from all that stuff. I tell you, you got a dual citizenship. Yes. Amen, you live in the earth, but you belong to the kingdom. Hallelujah. When sickness comes to you, you just, listen, tell them I have diplomatic immunity. That, listen, that can't touch me. It can't do nothing for you because you belong to a new kingdom. And this resurrection service, this resurrection time is proof positive that everything you need has been paid in full. How many know that there's life after birth? Hallelujah. But if you don't know him, I'm telling you, listen to me. If you don't know him, there's nothing we can do There is Once a baby is born, it's inevitable for him to die. But when you are born again, you're gonna live forever, eternal life. And here's the thing: God gave us life to enjoy now. Hallelujah. Now. You remember I'm talking to you about that, that, you know, that fellowship when you're gonna be with your brothers and sisters. Man, be, I'm believing God is gonna be a day that you're gonna be eating with your brother, eating with your sister. They're gonna have an ailment or something. You just gonna say, hold on, stop. Hold on. Do an Elder Garfield. Let me pray for you right there. All right. And when you get prayed for, not only you should, no, it's not going to be religious, it's going to be powerful. Amen. Things are going to happen. Yes, the turnaround, man, your life will turn around. If you don't know Jesus Christ, man, I wouldn't leave this place without giving my life to him. Amen. I wouldn't leave this place without giving my life to him. Amen. Because there is life after birth. Hallelujah, I'm finished. I got some more, but I just feel like stopping right there. Yeah, right, Amen, <laughs> somebody. Woo, I'm telling you, when we get this other building, woo. yeah. And we get somebody that's going to build them keys every Sunday. We're going to have some times we're just going to come in here and just give him glory. Can you just wait for those times? We just come in and just praise the Lord and just worship him. Hallelujah. Before we go, listen, I want to, if you can just close your, close your eyes, I want to pray for you. Can I pray for you? Is that all right? Yes. Father, we bless you on today. We, we magnify who you are. Thank you that you are a risen Savior. Because of what you did for us over 2,000 years ago, we are, we are privileged to have the opportunity to have a new life. Life after birth. John 10 and 10 says, The thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. But you said, I have come that they, us, might have life and have it more abundantly. The Hebrew writer said this, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. despised the shame, and now he sat on the right hand of the Father. We thank you, God. That joy was us. You had us in mind. We were in your heart. We thank you, God, for the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, if you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, if you haven't been born again, I want to encourage you When we dismiss today, we're going to ask you to just come forward, and we're going to tell you what you need to do to be born again. If you're here today, and you may have been in a backslidden condition, one of the things I love about the Lord, that means you gave your life to the Lord, and you just kind of, you know, started doing your own thing. Man, I was there. I did my own thing. But what I love about God is when I was doing my own thing, he was right there with me. In my backslidden condition, in my backslidden state, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will be with you until the very end. So if that's you, if you were like me and you want to say, Lord, man, I'm tired of running. I want to get myself back in line with you. I want to get back into a church where I can serve and learn and grow. That's you. After we dismiss, we're going to ask you to come down. We're going to tell you what you need to do. We're going to just pray with you. Third and final invitation is this. If you've been looking for a church home, I know one man, we're young, we're just in our second year, we're growing, but here's one thing I can tell you, it's all about him. Everything we do in this church is going to be about Jesus Christ. If it don't pass the Jesus test, we ain't going to do it. This ain't my church, it's his church. It all belongs to him. If you need a place, to, and we need you, if you need a place to come and fellowship and join in and be a part, I know a great place. This is the place for you. And after service, if that's you, we're going to ask you to come and do the same thing. Come on down and we're going to tell you what you need to do to be a part of this local assembly. Now, Father, we thank you that the word today was sown on good ground. It's going to bring forth fruit in our lives, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. God, we love you. We could do absolutely nothing without you. It's in the masterless name of your son, Jesus, that we do pray. And all the people of God, shout it. Amen. 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 Listen, we're going to ask you to go ahead and get your offering envelopes together.
0: Thank you for spending time listening to the word of God. We pray that today's message has fallen on good ground and will produce a 30, 60, or even 100-fold harvest in your life. Don't forget to join us next week. Be sure to subscribe to the New Covenant Life Christian Church Podcast and click share to share with friends and family because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you and have a safe and prosperous week.